This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Anyone watching the conservative leadership ballot counting yesterday knows uh, it was a nail-biter. Yes, we can use the term nail-biter even in politics. In the end, on the 13th ballot, it was Andrew Scheer named the new leader of the Federal Conservative Party. And joining us to talk a bit more about this is somebody who was right there watching it all unfold. Elise Mills is with us this morning. Elise, thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Jill. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Uh, must have been very exciting as things got all the way to the 13th ballot. It, you know what? It really was a nail-biter. I, I have to tell you, there I was ready to you know, do an interview, and, there, and I ended up letting out a scream. I think a few <laughs> tears ran down. I was so surprised. I, I have to admit, I, I'm friendly with Andrew. I was happy for him as, as his friend and someone that has, uh, has gotten to know him in the last few years. And I think everybody was shocked. Uh, the faces in the crowd, it was absolute surprise. Well, th- so let's look at the vote and what this means for the party, because it's it was so close. So with 51% of the vote, uh, he yeah. he gets the leadership. But so d- does this mean that the party has chosen somebody? I mean, some people refer to Andrew Scheer as Harper, uh, Stephen Harper 2.0. He's Stephen Harper with a smile on his face. So has the party decided to go, they want to stay that that with that, rather than go in a very different direction with Maxime Bernier? No, I, I wouldn't say that Andrew is Harper 2.0 at all. I, I think that the more that Canadians get to know Andrew, they'll see the difference. Um, he's a very genuine, very thoughtful guy. He is, uh, he's very soft in his approach. He's very communicative as well. Uh, he's only 38 years old. He's coming, uh, he's coming from a generation that understands social media and the importance of transparency in the communications. Uh, he also understands what Rana Ambrose has left behind. So, you know, we have 270,000 paid members. Um, we have almost $12 million in the war chest, and our candidates that ran this leadership campaign out-fundraised out fund the, the federal liberals uh, by two to one. Um, so we have a, an enormous amount of infrastructure. Uh, what we have to focus in on now is the policy and taking forward all the lessons we learned in the 2015 campaign. So, you know, I think that Canadians will actually get to know Andrew pretty well in the, even in the next few months. So I think they're going to get to know him and like him. Um, he's very different from Harper's style of governing. Um, he, he does have that institutional knowledge, uh, being in the House, uh, being the former speaker and the young speaker we've ever had. Uh, but he, what he also brings with him is the Saskatchewan roots. He's very humble. So I, I think it's, I think everybody just needs to give Andrew a bit of time. I mean, I think Andrew was surprised as well last night. <laughs> 7,000 votes, Jill. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, but, but style-wise, obviously very different from Stephen Harper and, and personality-wise. But, but if you look at policy, isn't his policy, the policy that he brings, what, what he campaigned on, very similar? Um, some of the policies are. I, I would say that a lot of those types of policies resonate with a lot of our Western uh, uh, conservatives. Um, and he's he's obviously a man that uh, has a you know a, a strong sense of faith. I, I apologize, Jill, and getting ready to go to the airport, as you can probably hear. No, no problem. We can still hear you. <laughs> okay, but uh, but I do think because of his age, because he understands modern Canada. 
what I like about him is that he understands that leadership is not about painting the sky in your own image. It's about building a team. It's about representing all of Canada versus a select group of Canadians. Um, and I think that message was really clear. But I also think that Andrew was elected not based upon uh, the, those similarities that you're pointing out, but he was the consensus candidate last night. Those who were afraid of maybe uh, Max Bernier's uh, policy positions and whether he would translate well in the West or in Atlantic Canada, uh, I think decided that, you know, Andrew versus, say, Aaron O'Toole, for example, that was going to be the consensus candidate. And I think that's really uh, what the message was from the party last night. Uh, do you think Andrew Scheer will move in a direction, though, he might look at some of uh, perhaps some Maxime Bernier's less controversial ideas, uh, opening up the skies, things like that, that perhaps were what were drawing people to Max? I do. I think that what Andrew's going to be thinking about in the next 24 hours as he gets ready to meet with Ronna Ambrose's transition team tomorrow morning is what were the policies that ignited the passion around Maxime Bernier. I, there was a lot about Max's uh, policy platform that I really resonated with. I'm, I, I err on the side of libertarian. I like the idea of reduced government. I like the idea that government has to be held accountable, that they work for us, that uh, we don't work for them. I also think there were policies with Aaron O'Toole that Andrew Scheer might want to take a look at as well when he's talking about innovation. Um, you know, we can't have growth without innovation, and we have to get in there and support and, and uh, prop up uh, technologies and innovation uh, to make growth happen in this country, but we can't do it at the, the cost of the taxpayers, for example. It can't come through just constant taxation of Canadians. You know, there's only one taxpayer. I do think that what Andrew's probably going to do is he's going to meet with Aaron O'Toole, he's going to meet with Maxime Bernier, and they're going to start to work together, be very collaborative about, about where the policy is going to go. We also have a policy convention in Halifax next year. So the Conservatives will have had two conventions, which is uh, something I haven't quite seen before. But we're going to go into Halifax with sort of a broad-based understanding of where we want to go. But, uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I think what Andrew's going to do is be very, he is going to be the consensus candidate. He is going to be collaborative. Uh, he made that really clear uh, to me while I was talking to him and, uh, and his team yesterday. Um, so I'm not. I'm. I, I think this is going to be uh, an interesting time for the Conservatives. It's very different from the leadership of Stephen Harper, and it's more erring on the side of the path that Ronna Ambrose has 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 uh, cut for us uh, since she was interim leader. Uh, we saw uh, as things unfolded, uh, Kelly Leach wasn't really a contender as uh, the voting went on and on. Does that show that conservatives in this particular vote uh, were rejecting uh, things that some people might might say were the same types uh, of, of goals and campaign promises that got Donald Trump elected? Yes, and I think that Kelly Leach uh, got the message loud and clear last night. I think there were a lot of conservatives that um, when she when she began on this leadership path. We were very surprised to see her tack to the position that she did. I mean, this wasn't the Kelly Leach any of us had had, had met before. Uh, somebody that I think campaigned in some, you know, uh, I like to call it dark tradecraft. I mean, it was a, it was divisive. It was intended to get people angry. It was, uh, I think, it was bad for the conservative brand. And I think she's going to have to reconcile all of this with her caucus seatmates as well. Um, you know, in the in conservative land, your your seat's never safe. You have to fight for your nomination. She's going to have to justify uh, the position that she took during her leadership campaign. But the the party spoke loudly last night. Um, I think by you know by the time we saw the first couple of ballots, we knew. 
uh, where Kelly Leach was going to go, and it was a place that that I think that she deserved to be quite to be quite honest with you. I was absolutely horrified by some of the trickery that she got up to. Uh, moving forward, uh, tradition shows that generally speaking, uh, Joe Clark excluded, we we stick to with governments for two terms. Uh, if that's the case, moving forward in this, what do you think Andrew Shear needs to do uh, to take on Justin Trudeau? Well, you know, and, and I, there's no, I, I now know, and we've seen this in BC, obviously, we've just come out of that election in BC, there's now no rules to politics as far as I'm concerned. There's no such thing as maybe two-term governments anymore. Um, I think that you have to fight like you've got uh, as much advantage as, as you would if Justin Trudeau was coming in for the first time. Um, I think that we're also going to have to see where the NDP are going. Uh, they've got an upstart candidate there, a superstar uh, by the name of Jagmeet Singh, which could rebrand and reboot the NDP, which changes conservative fortunes as well as you know. Um, but, uh, but I think what Andrew needs to, needs to understand is that the country that we're in in 2017 isn't going to be the country we are in 2019. We we, we have just seen Justin Trudeau earn the award of the largest deficit-creating prime minister post-wartime we've ever had. That's not an award that any conservative would want. And I don't think it's an award that Canadians are particularly impressed by. And what we're hearing at the doors, whether they were conservative members or not, is that they're, they're concerned about that level of spending because any, can, any Canadian that can do the math knows that's going to come through increased taxation, whether it's hidden in, in other, other programs or it's a direct increase to your income taxes. It's got to come from somewhere. Um, this deficit is out of control, and it's in spending that you ha- can't see the return on investment in. Um, and, and that justification, I don't think he's been able to uh, make, uh, Justin Trudeau has not been able to make the case to why he's spending the way he's spending. Uh, we're not in a recession. We don't need to stimulate like that. We've had good growth. So I, I think Andrew has all of the uh, all of the pieces to put together a great opposition against Justin Trudeau, and I and I think what we'll begin to see also is his style. I'm not sure what Andrew's style is going to be as opposition leader, but we'll see it when he gets into the House, uh, when he gets on his feet, and holds Justin accountable. Elise, always good to talk to you. We'll have to leave it there, but thank you so much. Thank you. All right, have a good flight. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. That is uh, Elise Mills. She is uh, was at the convention this uh, past uh, weekend. Uh, we saw Andrew Scheer elected. He is the new conservative leader. And as uh, Elise said, we'll have to see what his style is like uh, and get to know the new conservative leader in this country. We'll- Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.